Welcome to There is an Angel for That. Over the next hour, Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson will help encourage you to explore your spiritual side to achieve transformation by delving into the spirit realm of angels and archangels. Now here is Yvonne and Carolyn. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, and welcome to our show, There is an Angel for That. My name is Yvonne Cote. I am your host, as well as joining me, my amazing co-host, Carolyn Dickinson. Hello, Carolyn, and what's new with you today? I am feeling great today, excited to be here, excited to greet our guest, and um, delving into the world of spirit today. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So today we have our special guest joining us, and her name is Ivory Lanou. And we are going to chat with her in just a moment. But first, let me just tell you a little bit about her. So Ivory is an angel communicator, a psychic medium, a spiritual counselor, author, and mentor. And she has been doing readings for nearly 30 years. Ivory's background is in the field of mental health. She coordinated the mental health program for the Yavapai County, which is in central Arizona. Ivory has spent 16 years working with low-income and homeless mentally ill persons. She has seen and heard angels and spirit since she was under two years old. As well, Ivory has a popular podcast called The Angel Room, and this show focuses on angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. So hello, Ivory, and welcome to our show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's a real privilege. Yeah. I know Carolyn and I are both super grateful to have you here. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to unpack and just what we read there, Ivory, there's a lot. Um, but before we just get into that, I did want to mention to you that I did post on my social media that you're going to be joining us today. And we had a lot of excited people and a lot of questions came in. And so um, we're going to get to those like uh, throughout the show. Okay. Okay. But yes, but before we do that, I would like to hear a little bit more about you. Um I don't know about you, Carolyn, but I'm really interested to learn more about you seeing angels, especially starting around the age two. Because for me personally, I don't even know if I even remember age two. I really don't have a lot of memories from that time, but I was living in Urbana, Maryland with my family. And my mom, we'd have a second child so that she had a baby in the house and she was out hanging up laundry. And I just wandered off. I had a bad habit of doing this, by the way. I wandered off and it was out in the country and I'm on a dirt road and I'm just kind of walking down the road. And then I got scared because I didn't notice how many streets I'd passed or anything. And I was started crying and I turned around and at the top of the hill, there was an angel. I didn't know that at the time, but there was an angel standing there and she had on a pale yellow gown and she had very light red gold hair kind of, and it was kind of poofed out and I could see the wings and she just had a hand out toward me, you know, reaching to me. And she had a very sweet smile on her face and I, she didn't say anything to me. And I felt total trust. I, I stopped crying. I remember just kind of walking back up the hill. She took my hand and walked me back to the edge of the property till I saw my mom, my sister, and I walked back on and my mom doesn't even, didn't even realize I was gone. She hates this story. Sorry, mom, <laughs> if you're watching this, but um, it's nothing against you. It's against me and my wandering habits, but um, she never said anything to me. But then later uh, I, we probably around age five, when we moved to Frederick, we started going to a Catholic church there that had huge, bigger than life-size angel statues. And I went to catechism and I learned about angels and I knew I recognized that. Oh my gosh, that was that's the lady who who brought me back to the property. Nobody wanted to hear that. But <laughs> that's how I think that's why, you know, that memory stands out so strongly because it I know that's my first clear memory of angels, but they probably were appearing to me and talking to me before that, and I was too little to understand what's going on. I didn't even know angels existed before we went to Catholic church. Right. 
Yeah. And and oftentimes you'll hear that even when we've been talking on the show, people are like, you know, I wasn't quite sure what it was at the time, but then as you get older um, and you start learning more things, this is when they start to, you know, come in. And I know for me, when I told my story, as I got a little older and I realized that other people may not be seeing that, or I saw colors a lot too, Ivory, I don't know if you knew that, with, around angels. And people would say to me, I don't understand Um what you're seeing or when I tried to explain it. I don't know if you had similar experiences like that as well. I got the, from my family, I got, you have the most amazing imagination yeah. or you have fun with your little, you know, imaginary friends. And then later in school, and it is around school age, I think most of us realize how different this is. And kids and adults would look at me like, and they're like, kind of like, oh my gosh, this girl's got a marble loose, something wrong with her. And so I stopped talking about it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Very long, hardly mentioned it to anybody, which my family later, when I started doing this work, they're like, why didn't you tell us that you were seeing angels? I'm like, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. (laughs) Yeah. And they may just not wanted to hear it at the time or maybe understand. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a tough thing. Yeah. Some of them yeah. still don't want to hear, you know, and that's okay. Your family's not going to be any different than a segment of the population. There's going to be some who are really happy. They want to hear they're into it. Some who are open, but not real sure. And some who don't want to hear about it at all and think you're, mm-hmm. you're, you know, making stuff up or you're crazy, but you know, you know what you're experiencing and you just have to trust what's your own experiences more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I hear you. I think so, it's really inter- interesting that you, both you and Ivory Yvonne have talked about those moments that happen before you even really realize that you're having an angel encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can remember standing in my kitchen in the middle of a little mountain cabin many, many years ago. And I had the thought, I wonder if angels are real. And about that time I had an amazing experience of a wing sweeping over my body. And it was like, yeah, we're real. We're here. (laughs) You know, in in case you were questioning that, yep, we're here. Did you feel it or did you see it? Both. Oh, nice. It was, it was a multifaceted experience. And then it started, it kind of started me on a journey. Yeah. But like you, Ivory, and we've talked before, I've had some early experiences where you have those moments when you're very young and then you grow up thinking there's something wrong with you because nobody else is seeing mm-hmm. what you're seeing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I called them my friends. You know, I just thought my friends were talking to me. My friends told me this. My friends showed me that. <laughs> so yeah. um, later, I, I wasn't surprised to find out that was angels and I, th- I think it it just made it that much more beautiful. Yeah. Wow. So how did that journey then lead from, so now you're at school age, and how did that journey lead you to where you are now? It was, it was a long journey, and I feel like I fought it all the way. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. sometimes clinging onto door frames, madly <laughs> refusing to go yes. through the door. You know, at 18, I went to my first spiritual circle in Prescott, and it was in the top of this uh, old building downtown, and there was a guy, a guest speaker who was from, who was Danish, and he was a channel, and he was going around the circle giving messages to everybody, and he skipped over me, and part of me was relieved because I was 18 and really didn't want to be pointed at, and I was kind of disappointed too, and then he started to like end his speech. He turns around and points at me and goes, you you have nine diamonds around your head. You are a very powerful channel. You are meant to do that. Like it really freaked me out. Honestly. Um, I was really embarrassed, freaked out. That's not what I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And this was prior to the internet folks. So yes, I'm that old. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up. I talked to people. I, and then I was at another party and some psychic is singles, like comes over to me beelines and goes, you have the gift. You see spirit. Don't you, you, you're psychic. I'm like, and I didn't want anybody, I want my theater friends to know about this. So I, I that was like, I was in my twenties and I'm like, really didn't want to talk about it. Right. So there just kept being 
so many times that I had an opportunity to step into this work and didn't. I, I, I was telling you earlier, I had that career in radio, then a much longer career in mental health. And then my angels said, now you have to leave this field, move to Sedona and open your own business. And you're going to do your spiritual work full time using your face and your actual name. And I wasn't happy about it. I wasn't happy. I loved my career and I was freaked out because I was still going to be in the same county where I was head of mental health. And I was worried what people would think. Mm -hmm. Let me just end this little segment by saying I no longer care. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a hard thing going from a real world one-on-one job where you're very visible and you're at the head of a mental health department. And now you're creating a new career talking about spirit and angels. So that's very, my hat's off to you. That's a very Mm -hmm. difficult thing to do. Only two people knew about my psychic readings that I did online under a different name, never showing my face that I had done for a long time. Those people knew about it, but everyone else, it, it was shocking to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And my family thought I was crazy. You're leaving your career. Oh my gosh. Why? Oh, it's a huge <laughs> mistake, but it's not. It's been the best thing ever. Best. I mean, I've loved all my careers, but by far this one gives me the most joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. I left my career too. I used to be a director of human resources for several, over 20 years in that field and to leave it and come to do this, scary, really scary, right? Leaving everything that you know behind, but um, this has been the most rewarding and most fun that I've had too. So I totally understand that. Yeah. yeah my angels were right. They they knew mm-hmm. what was in my best and highest good as they always do, but we from our human side can be afraid and we don't see what they see. Mm-hmm. We don't understand how all the pieces are fitting together like this sacred puzzle. Yes, but they are. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And just when I think, okay, I did that. So that fear piece is gone. Then you get those other nudges. And I think you might've had the same as me. Write a book. Carol and Anna and I have been talking about this for a while now. They're like, you need to write a book. Yeah, You need to write a book. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be working yeah. on that. So you get that fear piece. Yes. And you need to do a talk show. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll I talk about I was it. going through like yes. the worst dark night of the soul of my life and just barely hanging on. I, I felt suicidal and and I just had lost all hope. And the angels are like, you need to write a book. You need to host a, a talk show. And I'm like, I need to try to survive today. But I did. I kept telling them I will do it as soon as I can. And I did. I, everything they asked me to do, I've done and then some. So yes, I'm good with them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Me too. And it's been fun and rewarding. If you are willing to share your dark night of the soul, sometimes so can be really helpful for people. I will how you overcame that. And yeah, I I don't think I can do it in the time before your break. Yeah. But I can, I can start the process. I will tell you that I had gotten involved in a relationship with someone who purported to be very spiritual and felt very spiritual, but actually was very dark. And this happens to a lot of people in the spirituality field, a lot of light workers. Yep are are drawn into relationships with very dark people. And so that's really what started it. And so me discovering kind of little by little by my angels saying, look in this file cabinet, look in this computer file, opening my eyes to things I didn't want to know, you know, that were just really upsetting and showing me who this person really was. Um, and so that knocked me to my knees and and I know my my daughter said she felt like she lost me during that time. I felt like I lost me. Yeah. You know how it's very possible in a toxic relationship to lose yourself. Absolutely. And when you do, your family loses you too. Yeah. And he was turning me against my family. Like he he would say things like he started by telling me things like your friends despise you. Those people aren't your friends. They despise you. This person in your family really hates you, you know. And and if it's somebody that you trust and love telling you these things, eventually it can kind of wear down what you think is true. Absolutely. And it can happen to anybody. Absolutely. It happens. Unfortunately, it happens all the time. When we come back, we're going to continue that conversation. We'll just take a short break. 
and we'll be back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Wednesdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fazia Costi, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. We are continuing our conversation with the wonderful Ivory. She is a ball of light. She has been through some really tough stuff in her life, and we're talking about a relationship that she had that was really something she had to dig her way out of. And when you're talking, when you were talking about how that person kind of isolated you from your family and friends, that's very much a tactic used for domestic violence to isolate you, to get you away from the people that love and care about you so that they have more control over you. And I blamed myself a long time because I was very knowledgeable about mental health and I knew about these kind of tactics and and still I let it happen to me. But I forgive myself a long time ago because um, the truth is, you know, I had a lot of sexual abuse in my early years and it was very damaging. And I've had a lot of therapy over the years off and on as problems arise. And I realize, oh, I'm still not healed from that. I'm going to get some more therapy. And I realized that that last relationship was the finish of it. Yes. And it's interesting because crawling out of that, the dark pit, you know, I, I talk about mm-hmm. this in my book, like, how do you get out of that dark night of the soul? And honestly, you just got to get a toe out of that dark pit. Just do one mm-hmm. thing, reach out to somebody. And I did, I reached out. You know what I did is I spilled my guts. I like had this moment <laughs> where I like called my parents, I called my daughter, I called my friends and I'm like, this is blah, you know, I've been holding it all in and it, right. here's what's been happening to me. And And I had incredible support. I had uh, my daughter, you know, calling me every day, checking on me. And and I had um, my parents begging me, please don't kill yourself. I'm like, I wasn't going to kill myself. I just didn't want to hurt anymore. And they were trying to, you know, telling me how much they love me and how, what a difference it would make. And my best friend's husband was calling me every, he worked nights as a security guard. He was calling me every night. How are you doing? And sometimes I would just be sobbing. And this man just listened. He just listened, you know, and that's what mm. I needed. And and I thank him all the time. I'm going to see them again this 
next Monday, I'm going to thank him again because all of this together, like me being willing to just spill my guts and not be embarrassed about what I got myself into to just say, I need help. I need help. I need all the help I can get. And I am very, really independent. So it was really hard for me to do that. But honestly, I think that was a big thing. And then the next thing was, I heard my angels this whole time. They're like, you must continue. You must go on. And I heard my master guide say, get in the shower. (laughs) I think that's one of the basic things. Get in the shower. It's even in my book, get in the shower. I was in the shower and I was crying and all of a sudden I started singing. I heard like there was a song running through my head and I started singing out loud. I'm the man who loves you inside and out. Do you remember that song? Like it's from the seventies. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. not a song I'm traditionally thinking about or, but yeah. it was my master guide, you know, saying, look, listen, I love you. I love you all the way in every yeah. way. And I started laughing in the shower. And it was a real turning point too, because I realized, okay, I can laugh again. I'm going to be okay. And then I started getting stronger and stronger every day. And it helped to get that guy out of my life, get him yeah, gone, I- get him out of state for a while. So I could think straight. And uh, like I always advise clients in this situation is start putting all your focus on what do you need? What do you need Mm -hmm. right now? What do you need for yourself? And let go of everything that person might be doing or might not be doing. Doesn't matter. What do you need? And honestly, Mm -hmm. those those simple steps got me out of that dark place. Mm -hmm. And I think that that takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to just keep going (laughs) when things are that difficult. But you know what, Ivy, you mentioned it and I'll say it. This kind of stuff can happen to anybody, regardless of Mm -hmm. your background, where you are from. Unfortunately, these people have years and years of practice to perfect their craft. Mm -hmm. And their grooming is systematically, bit by bit, grooming someone into that place. And you know how you can look back on things and, you know, when you're in a place of being healed, you can look at it and see what is the value I got out of that situation and the value I got, the lesson learned, it propelled me to right where I am now. It Mm -hmm. woke me up and all those issues I've had before, like that was related to my childhood situation, never, ever really bothered Mm -hmm. me again. Like it's, it's gone. And mm-hmm. I felt a hundred percent sure about moving to Sedona and and opening the business and being open about about who I am and what I do. And uh, it hasn't been easy because I have a very conservative family, mm-hmm. and they've been some of them have been very slow to accept this, and some still haven't. And that's okay. We can't control another person's spiritual journey or what they think of us, but we can do what we know is right. When your angels tell you to do something, you need to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I've learned what happens. They told me not to get involved with this man, by the way. So that was my yeah. last time I didn't listen to my angels. There you go. I yes. That. We're going to continue yeah. this and we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you inspired by stories about personal empowerment, well-being, and the motivation to achieve more? Get ready for Next Steps Forward with Chris Meek. 
Each week, Chris will talk with experts and icons from different walks of life who personify energy, direction, excitement, and purpose as they take bold steps forward in pursuit of excellence and service to others. Tune in to Next Steps Forward, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We are talking to the amazing, resilient Ivory. So Ivory, I keep forgetting to ask you, tell me about your book. I can't wait to read it. Okay. It's called Let Your Angels Lead. And it has a subtitle, Connecting with Your Angels for Freedom from Fear and Stress. And the reason is, is it came out in the middle of COVID. And that's the angels are like talking about, you need to help these people. They're just like drowning in this. So this is what it looks like. It's on Amazon. And what this book is about is step-by-step how to feel, see, and hear your angels, why that's important. Um, And then a big, the biggest chapter in the book is troubleshooting, how to raise your frequency, how to break through the barriers, whether they're conscious or subconscious that are blocking you from connecting with angels on in any way. And why that's so important. The angels talk about it to me all the time. This big deal to them. Hey. They want people to know the value of having that real relationship with their angelic team so that you get the maximum guidance you can have. You know, we were just talking on a break about how people have this illusion that if you work with angels, well, you have no challenges in your life. You're perfect and your life is perfect. That's not true. We just have more guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, you come to a place where, okay, how do you trust your that your angels are talking to you? I think mm-hmm. first you you don't listen to them and find out what happens. And boy, I've had three dark nights of the soul because of it. Uh, and no more, by the way, I listen to them. And then listen <laughs> to them and see what happens. That's part of how. And so what we're doing, because we have a connection with angels, we listen to our angels, so we have less hassles, I think, but life still presents you curveballs. We're humans living a human life and with human challenges and people around us who don't understand what we're doing or give us a hard time sometimes and <laughs> uh, daily challenges of, you know, <laughs> I had a waterfall in my bedroom a few months ago. You know, that was a that was fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, these kind of things, you don't you don't suddenly have a perfect life because you hear your angels, but you you have more direction. So you avoid more hassles. You avoid more potential dark nights of the soul. You get some solutions you probably wouldn't have come up with on your own. Yes. And so this book walks you through it step by step of how to build those skills, exercises to get there, and then what to do once you have it. And then all the different ways that angels give you signs. That's perfect. That's wonderful. And that goes in really well with a question that I got in from Cassie um, on social media. And so maybe she needs to get this book because Cassie says, I am wondering if you can offer any advice on building a stronger connection to my angels. I have been doing regular meditations. I do set intentions daily, but I have not felt that connection. Can you help? Can you offer any advice? Yeah, I do. I think that when you come to a place where you start feeling even if you don't feel the angelic the angelic energy, which is generally felt as chills, tingling, cooler, warmer. And for some reason during COVID, many people started feeling it as a gentle touch. So um, you have to figure that out. There's exercises to figure that out for yourself. But once you do, and even before you do, start thinking of your angels as this constant presence, which they are, and talk to them through your day. 
Talk to them like they're constant companions with you. You can bounce ideas off of, voice your concerns, anxieties, uh, just talk things through with them. And honestly, the more you get into that kind of habit, the more you start receiving messages. You know, I've noticed that really clearly with all my clients. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I have another really interesting question. I'm wondering if we can... uh talk about here as well. This comes in from Marissa. And it's quite a long question. So you'll have to bear with me here. She says, I'm reaching out as I do have a couple questions. I have been seeing a lot of 1111, 111, and then 111 since the end of August. I'm wondering, besides angels themselves sending these out, who else are sending these out? And what type of spirit would be doing this? Can earthbound spirit send these one one ones out as well? I have acknowledged to spirit that I see the one one ones and I thanked them, but the last few months have been overwhelming to the point that I'm now getting nervous around that time. So when it comes up to 109 or like 1105, she gets nervous. She said, I've told spirit to stop showing this as it makes me nervous but it's still going on. And I thought when you tell spirit to stop, it's supposed to. Now I'm wondering if this is a not so good spirit doing this. Can you input, how do you have any input on this? And anything you have is greatly appreciated. I do. I, I'm not ever familiar. I've never had a spirit show me angel numbers and seeing those repeating series of numbers, whether it's the same number or it could be 821 or 379. You know, if you're seeing them over and over, there's an, a meaning to that. And for me, it's always been angels, kind of a shorthand they use to get a message through to you. And there's a website that I found that my my feel my angels coming in just as I tell you this. They go crazy every time I visit this website. And if you go into a search and enter angel numbers, Joanne Scribes, I don't get money from telling you this site. I don't have an association with her other than she allowed me to put her website in my book. And it goes up to, I think, 10,000. And she'll tell you what the root is of each number and what some different meanings. So I want to reassure you, first of all, 111 or 1111 is the most common angel number seen. And it is such a beautiful... I feel your angels coming in. Such a beautiful angel number to be shown because it's telling you, it's recognizing you, your expanding spirit and you being on a spiritual journey. And it's it's encouraging you. It's recognizing you and encouraging you. And that comes from angels. So when you see that over and over, it's just trying to tell you you're doing a good thing. You're you're stepping on, you're on the path, you're seeking knowledge, you're expanding yourself. I've never been able to, I, I've been seeing 333 three, three, like 35 times a day for months now. And it is about keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right path. So I just look at it and I'm like, yeah, or maybe it's 444, 444, losing my mind, 444. <laughs> and uh, I just, I see it and every time I'm like, oh, thank you. I need that encouragement. So instead of being afraid of that, I think you should feel good that that you, you could feel good that your angels are acknowledging the work that you're doing spiritually, my take on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that she's asked them to stop and they haven't stopped, would you take that as a sign of they really want to get something in front of her? Yeah. I, I, maybe what they want is for you to know what angel numbers are and that there's meaning behind them and there's in-depth meaning. So go to that site and or any angel site, but that one, the angels are all over compared to any other I've looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, see which one resonates for you. Which one do you get a reaction to? I get chills when angels are real close to me or touching me. So I'll get a big wash of chills when I read an interpretation that is for me. Yeah. And we just talked for a minute too about earthbound spirits. Mm-hmm. So I don't happen to believe there is any such thing as an earthbound spirit. We are either in physical form or we in spirit form, but I don't feel like there's any reason that a person would be tethered to the earth because there's just physical form and spirit form. So if you're getting angel numbers, there's definitely nothing nefarious there or spirit spooky. It's just good stuff. 
And I don't feel like there's anything, there is no earthbound spirits. Not possible. I haven't worked much with earthbound spirits myself, so I don't, um, I hear people talk about them, but me, myself, I don't uh, work with them. But I do agree with uh, angels seeing the numbers in front. I don't believe it comes from anywhere else, but uh, from angels. Um, I have never had um, a loved one from the other side or my spirit guide or any other ascended masters. They're pretty clear on, I have, uh, I, and I've talked about this on the show before, I kind of have rules of things, but I know it's just my angels that are coming in when I work with the numbers. And I did spend time myself just going through what the numbers were. And I started with one to nine or zero to nine and really, really tapped into what those meant. And then I found it was easier after when you do see different numbers like 817, because then you can take what you learned about the eight and the one and the seven and kind of mix them together. And, you know, you really start to, and, and it's only when I see them a lot. For me, I would see 649 all the time. And I kept thinking, because here in Canada, we have Lotto 649. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, maybe I'm going to win the lottery. But no, it wasn't that. It was different messages that were coming in. But, you know, you had that moment of excitement. But yeah, they do send numbers like that, that just sometimes they're not always 111s, 222s. But if you see a lot of repeats, those are the ones to really, really pay attention to. Yeah. Um, and I have a couple other questions here. If we have a moment, we maybe can go through those. Um, I had Karen write in and she asked, is there an angel to help me be fearless? I, I don't know. I would say there's an angel, but I would always think about Archangel Michael because he is such a, a warrior. And when I need courage, when I need uh, strength, I call upon Archangel Michael for help mm -hmm. with that. And you can just ask him to come in and give you what you need, the courage, mm -hmm. the strength, the conviction that you might feel you're lacking at that moment. But um, I, I always get a response. And, and it's not always about like you seeing Archangel Michael, but feeling the difference within yourself. Um, so that's something yeah. I would try. Yeah. I love working with him. And the other one that I sometimes call in, if it was stuff when I was working on my own journey, um, I would call on Archangel Ariel as well. Um, Cause I find her a lot like Archangel Michael, but just a female. I know that they're omnipresent. They, they're not male. It's just the energy that you feel, but she is, feels like that real strong female and he's that real strong male. And I find when I put them together, they're my, she's like my little female warrior. He's my like, yeah. And they really help me. So lion, lioness of God, I found that she would always bring me that courage and that strength. So those are the two that I would work with. Um, I like working in pairs or trios with angels. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I, like I always like to have two or three, <laughs> <laughs> two or three to come in. Yeah. 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 And the other question that I had um, came in from Sandra. Um, now she has two questions. Uh, the one question she has is, how can I find out the name of my guardian angel? I offer a session. That's the, the one of the first things my angels did once I moved to Sedona. They woke me up in the middle of the night and said, hey, you need to do this session called Meet Your Angelic Guides. I'm like, fantastic. Let me wake up and get a notepad. What do you want it to be? <laughs> and they're like, We're, you're going to tell them the name. You're going to tell them what they look like. You're going to give messages and tell them why, why they're with them. I'm like, okay, why is this so important? Radio silence. And that happens sometimes. But then later when I started doing this, then people were like, Ivory, after that session, I think I'm starting to see the, the light of the angels. I'm see, I'm hearing them. I'm feeling them. So mm -hmm. it, I think it does bring down. I'm not saying I'm the only one who can do this. I'm just telling you, this is what happened for me. Um, and remember how I said, like, follow what your angels tell you to do and see what the result is. They didn't want to tell me why, but people told me that it seemed like it was bringing down some barriers for them. So I think having a session like that um, with whoever you choose is really important if you can't see and hear angels yet. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And the other question that Sandra had was, when I chat with Archangel Michael, can I do this with just my thoughts? Or do I need to say the words out loud for him to understand? I, it doesn't matter. I mean, I find angels hear my thoughts and so do archangels just as well as speaking. The difference, I think, is always about your approach being 
respectful and realizing that it's a sacred, holy thing to ask an archangel for assistance. So the way you approach it, whether you're saying it out loud or you're thinking it is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I truly believe that too. And I I always, um, even when you're not talking with angels, I've had it where even when you're manifesting, right, your thoughts create your reality. So I do believe even when you don't say things out loud, even when you think things, those are the things that you can also bring into reality. So I kind of tend to see it the same way with uh, archangels when I work with them. I don't need to say it out loud. And sometimes when you're in places, like for me, if I'm out shopping or if you're somewhere where you don't really want to, because people might, uh, you know, look at you funny, uh, you know, that I can always say it in my mind. And I know, I just know, I can just feel. And, you know, when I call him and thank you for being with me, and I just feel, feel him being there. And I know that he's there and he's listening. So. And I want to say yeah. just something about like, I'm I'm a really strong empath. And so I feel everyone's emotions around me. And it's a real problem. And I'm glad I work from home <laughs> for that reason. But when I'm in places that I'm bombarded with crowds of people or emotions, heavy emotions, in my head, I start asking my angels and archangels, please surround me with mm-hmm. God's golden light. Please create an impenetrable barrier that I only feel my own emotions and any others are expelled. And it just works like a charm. Like instantly I feel calm and centered. And so I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I learned uh, very early on when I discovered um, being being an empath and being around people. And I did not know what was happening. <laughs> and I didn't realize I was absorbing all of that energy, right? So, and I, I know you weren't here for part of that listening to it, but yeah, that was a really tough go for me. And that was one of the first things that I learned as well was your energy and managing your energy and what to do and how to protect it. And that was the first archangel that came in and I was like, okay, <laughs> help me. I wish yeah. I knew that young. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling uh, Carolyn on one of our episodes when all of this was happening to me, Ivory, in my job, when I was a director of HR, my office was next to a funeral home. So I was, I was around crowds of people even when I didn't want to be, right? It was just the location of my office. So yeah, I wish I would have known that then, but I didn't. (laughs) So yeah, that would have helped. It always helps. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Did you know that the average American spends 90% of their lives indoors? It's tragic and it's true. We've lost our connection to the wilderness from which we came, and it's impacting every aspect of the human experience. If you're ready to slow down and take a cue from nature to help you bring your best self to life, love, and work, and are ready for a breath of fresh air, then tune into Wellness in the Wilderness with Sydney Williams. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. Let's Reinvent School with Ross Dennis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public education system and offer insight into what can be done to ensure that all children thrive in school and beyond. Let's Reinvent School, Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. We are talking with Ivory today, and we're talking all things angels, and also 
how do you incorporate angels in your daily life? What does that look like? So I know for me, I always start every day with my angels as I'm driving to work. I ask them to come in. I ask them to surround me. I ask them to work with me every single second of the day so that I can be of service and also to help me get myself out of the way so that I can be of service. So I think that it's kind of always sort of in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. with an intention of always being with spirit Mm -hmm. all the time, every day. What about you guys? I love journaling. Journal, journal, journal. So I like starting off my morning with my angels with gratitude. So sometimes even before I open up my eyes, I try to have three things that I am super grateful for, even if they haven't already happened. But I just love that. And I just know that that raises my vibration to that peace and joy. You know, sometimes mornings you don't want to get up quite yet or you don't want to. But so you have to get yourself into that great place. And journaling. I absolutely love journaling. And I find that that's how I communicate with my angels. Um, I can write things down. I can just write and and just say, you know, today I'm really grateful for and start putting things. And I actually feel them talk and communicate. And I just, that's what brings me my joy. Um, and I just love that. And that's, I find that is super important. I got to start my day the same way, Yvonne. Um, before I get out of bed, I'm giving gratitude and thanking my angels and God for the blessings in my life. And there are many. I, I am truly grateful. And then I'm doing some prayers and protection just to balance myself for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I start my work and all, almost every session I do involves angels. So I'm doing mm-hmm. calling and I use violet flame invocations to call in circles of angels. I do vi- I do invocation of the archangels, prayers to God. Um, but then the other thing is that I'm hearing my angels not only in session, but in my day. I'm hearing them talking to me and I talk to them. It's and and I know I it's you know I used to think that's a crazy thing to do, but when I was still working at my business in Sedona, where I still own it, I just rented my office out. We're all doing that, talking to our angels. So we're never sure like who's talking to who, are you talking to your angels? But everybody's doing that and it's just a comfortable thing. And then before I go to sleep at night is my time. You know, there's no distractions, there's no no music, no, nobody talking to me, no TV, nothing. And I see my angels very, very clearly at that time. And I feel their energy and I'm talking to them and just running things by them because it's 100% focus at that time for me, my mm-hmm. connection with angels and talking to them about uh, people I know, family and friends and acquaintances that need help and asking mm-hmm. them to send them extra protection, um, healing, peace, you know, whatever it is that they need. Uh, that's like a typical day for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I just feel them coming in again, as I say, a typical day. I don't know why they like that. <laughs> well, and I yeah. think that the other thing, too, is dedicating time aside mm-hmm. specifically for you and your mm-hmm. team. Yes. We're, and, you know, and that can because I talk a lot about sitting in the power and being in meditation. So when you set aside time, it's just like you're building a relationship with a person. You mm-hmm. set aside time to be with that person because you're building a relationship. The same thing is true with spirit, whether yes. that's the angels, guides, guardian angels, or deceased loved ones. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's all the same. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I know for me too, if I get really busy, because I can sometimes really focus in on what I'm doing or getting into my work or something, if I'm missing messages because I'm so focused, um, they'll come to my either left or right, usually more my my left ear, and they'll just give me that little bit of this little ring, and it's almost like my little, ee, my ring, and I know I need to stop, because uh, sometimes even me who, you know, I do talk to them, I do work with them, I know when they're around, I can feel them, but if I get so involved in something, I can, even I can miss when they're trying to send messages, so that's usually my little sign and symbol to, hey, stop, take a moment, stop what you're doing. And, you know, we're, and I, and I always do, I always do. And I know in the beginning, I used to set timers when I learned that just to try to practice bringing that more in, but they're pretty good at letting me know. <laughs> I call here. that the angel ear. It's my left ear too. And it'll ring at this really loudly at a high pitched rate. <laughs> Some, I think that's the angels wanting to get your attention 
Um, something that happens to me, and I just feel like I need to make you aware of this. Like, um, I am very careful about what I watch on TV, what I yes. listen to, talk about, engage in, but I don't watch TV. I listen to it and I'm working on things. And so once in a while, my angel ear will ring and I'm like, what, what do you want to say? And there's nothing. Then I look up and there's something's come on TV that I would never turn on. So I like turn off the TV and then it it dies down and you know, they just want me to not be absorbing negative energy into my system. And uh, it does affect your your abilities. It affects your work when you work in this field, especially you have to be constantly vigilant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They have amazing ways of, of reaching out. And I know we can have a whole segment on um, angels, uh, signs, symbols and numbers yes. and all that kind of fun stuff. So, but yeah, they do. They love to. Um get attention in many ways and i find it interesting is sometimes people don't know even what those are they just think it's just the one or two things so it's really interesting at how um and and when you find them just how they make you feel so yeah absolutely i i just feel like if you don't have your angel's guidance you're kind of walking through darkness and hoping you don't fall into a hole and hoping your instincts are and your own intuition is steering you right. But unfortunately, your own intuition can go off, especially if you're going, if you're sick, if you're stressed, if you're grieving, if you're going through a rough time of any kind, it can really affect your own intuition, your own instinct. And to me, that's where angels like you, they're always 100% right. They don't have to worry about being affected by those human things. So yeah. Uh, being able to get that is is on target all the time guidance. Yes, absolutely. Wow, it's been so amazing having you here. And this discussion has just been oh, just love it. Angels is my one and Carolyn too. I mean, we just love this. This is this yeah. is so much fun to talk about. So Ivory, if the listeners want to find you or you know, how, how would they do that? How would they reach you? My main website is ivoryangelicmedium.com. And my podcast, again, is The Angel Room. You can listen to it on, on any podcast platform and watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think that's enough. That'll get you to anything that you need through you know, yeah. those two methods, really. But thank you, ladies, okay. for having me on today. It has been yeah. such pure joy to, to get to talk with other people who just are shining that light. I can see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been wonderful having you, Ivory. Can't wait yeah. to hear more from you. Absolutely. Thank you yes. so much. It was so fun when to find her, her podcast. Many good things on there. Yes. Yes. And also today when we were talking about journaling, I just want to mention to the uh, listeners as well. Um, I find that something that's really, really important. And I did create, and I know Caroline has seen a copy of this. It's it's a free journal that I have on my website that if you don't know how to start, I created it so you could use it on paper to print it, or you can use it electronically even. Um, but it's a beautiful little journal. All you have to do is go on there and you click it and it gives you prompts and things about gratitude and it talks about dreams and just a place for you to put everything in so you can find that on my website www.there'sanangelforthat.com and just click on there and you know I think all three of us here would say you know that's a great way to get going mark down what you're feeling seeing hearing and you'll be surprised when you read back at that uh, days months even years later it's interesting what you learn so Well, it looks like we are ending this episode. I can't believe how quickly time flies here. (laughs) So to our listeners, we really hope that this show has been inspirational and helpful for you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. We are really looking forward to seeing you again right here on There is an Angel for That on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Angel blessings to you all, and I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of There is an Angel for That. If you enjoyed today's show, please join us next week at the same day and same time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, we wish you a beautiful week.